Hey y'all, welcome back. This is Guff here, and we're going to be doing another Guff Stuff weekly podcast. And this time I have Javen Baker with me, and we're going to be talking about Dungeons & Dragons 5th and 2nd edition, and maybe even some 3rd and 4th. The big debate, which edition's better and which ones aren't. And we're going to go over the goods, bads, and the uglies. So, Javen Baker, what, what is your favorite edition? Personally, I think it's a toss-up right now between second and fifth. Okay, why is that? So initially it was second because of all the source material. Yeah, absolutely. But with the release, Uh-oh. Spelljammer. Oh, yeah. It's just been spoiled. It's telling me that they're signaling, "Hey, we want fifth edition to be have that catalog." Right. Of it tells me they're going to stick with 5th for a while. Right. Yep. I agree. 100%. 2nd edition, they it was like, what, 87 to 99? Uh, yeah, you got me on that one. I don't know the years on that, but I know that I played it for, gosh, I played 2nd edition probably 15, 20 years yeah. until I quit, and then next thing I played was 5th ed. Yeah. So. And I've, I've played 1st edition and 2nd edition. I think second edition has a leg up on first edition. I think it was less, less. Le- it was more forgiving. Yeah, more forgiving, less convoluted. Yeah, first edition was brutal. Trying to weave your way through that first edition dungeon manual, <laughs> the dungeon master's manual, was mm-hmm. absolutely brutal. I never DM'd a bunch of it. I played it. It was horrible. You know, where you had to be a dwarf and that was your class and your race. Yeah. yeah. An elf class race. Well, that's that's original D and D. No, yeah. Oh, back though, kid. Yeah. Then first, I'm thinking I, when I say first, I mean like advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, well, but yeah, the, the basic D and D and the expert D and D. That was I've never actually played that. That's how I started, way back in the. I was ten years old, so eighty four. Okay, it's been a while, and <clears throat> yep, yeah, it was a interesting system. I do like fifth edition <laughs> because it is. It's easy for everybody to get into it and easy to play. Yeah, the 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 absolute the entry to fifth edition is minuscule. Yeah, pretty pretty much a no brainer. And the fact that there's um, even free players' handbooks too. A lot of people forget that. Yeah, that the basic players' handbook is free. Right. So um, I think so. Is they have I think they have basic versions of all of them, don't they? That I'm not sure on. I know, like if I was in a. The different online systems, Role Play, Roll Twenty, or D and D Beyond, or Fantasy Grounds. I know they have like basic levels of books for I think all three of those, the three core books. Well, that could be. Um, I know like Roll Twenty Net does that too, where they have like um, if you have a character sheet, like one of their proprietary character sheets or whatever. Right. Um, it's linked to all the books. Right. It's handy as heck. Well, yeah, so I guess the debate, the talk, the topic is mostly about second and first, second, and which most people just blend together, and then fifth ed. Um, and second ed, I guess my favorite thing about second ed over fifth ed would be in second ed, there was non-weapon proficiencies, which gave you some major downtime stuff that you could do. Mm, yeah. And you could have your whole campaign run off of just your non-weapon proficiencies. I mean, we would have jewelers and blacksmiths and all kinds of stuff. And there was rules set up for that in the books. You know, where 5th Ed, I mean, they're slowly getting there. But it's still not nearly as fleshed out as 
second was as far as that goes. Yeah, and like bouncing off of that, I remember in the Dungeon Master's Guide for second edition, it had, if you wanted to hire a sage, or you wanted right. to hire, a, uh, you know, the hirelings and the... Or archers or... Archers and yep. jewelers, blacksmith, like you said, you could yep. hire people based on their non-weapon proficiencies. Yep. Um, and actually had like gold values for what they're worth per day and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's a big thing that fifth has been missing too. Um, is the hirelings, the hirelings for one, yep. uh, there's not quite a system for it. I think that's intentional. I think that it's meant for the heroes to be more heroic right? and more powerful and not have to rely on henchmen so much. Yeah. Because older editions, it was definitely, you relied on your henchmen quite a bit. Yeah. You, yeah, for sure. I, I just, I miss the downtime activities. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just want to go, go, go. Like in a video game, you just go, go, go. But yeah. I like playing games that have downtime activities too. Yeah. So for me, I, for me, second ed has it over that on fifth so far. Fifth has, like I said, with Xanathars and Tasha's and every new book that comes out, they add a little bit of something. Yeah. So I think the biggest update for fifth was Xanathars. Oh yeah, by far. And um, I remember in Xanathars they have stuff for like the cartographers' kits. It was all the kits. Yep. It's not quite a. You could get a proficiency in a kit. Right. But not necessarily non, the non-weapon proficiency. Right. Yeah, I kind of took away some of the special... Not special. Anybody could buy all the kits. Yeah. And, you know, as long as your stats for that were good, it, you could pretty much do it. And I think that's what it's missing is the fact that the kits are just give you your proficiency bonus. It's like a way of almost cheating. Yeah. Like, if you take a poisoner's kit, you can extract poisons from an animal right. without having to use nature check. You can use your poisoner's kit. Right. And to to me that kind of detracts from like the core idea of what you're trying to do. Right, right. You know, if if you're a, a woodsman or a, a nature survivalist who's very well versed in taxidermy or whatever, you know, harvesting animal parts, you should know how to cut out a poison sack. Yeah, you, you would think so. And right, that's, you know, you used to have non weapon proficiencies for that. Right. Well, that. Again, Fifth Ed likes to. Again, I, I like Fifth Ed. I played it a lot. I um, they they do like to blend the character classes a little bit too. They want to be able to have the spell casting warrior without dual multi classing or dual class. You know, dual class in Fifth Ed, but mm-hmm. um, and where Second Ed, you literally had to multi class or dual class, and then it was. They, I guess the back then it wasn't as smooth as it is with the you know warriors casting spells was really awkward in second ed because you had to take your armor off yeah essentially you know or if you're going to be a priest that was fine but you couldn't wear heavy armor or you had to have light armor or whatever it was i don't remember exactly but but that was a fundamental thing back then too is that magic didn't function as powerfully and it's kind of like that in fifth because if you think about it like an eldritch knight yeah um for those that aren't familiar, an Eldritch Knight is a fighter class that can cast spells. Um, you can cast them in your full armor, which in 2nd edition you wouldn't have been able to do. Right. But the thing is, is that they're never getting access to super powerful spells. No, no, they're you getting know, very basic spells. The amount of magic that you can channel through while wearing armor is very limited. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. I think it made it, again, makes it way easier on new players to just get in and play something like they've seen on TV or they've seen in their favorite book or on their favorite video game. And I think the discussion when second 
and fifth specifically is a little bit awkward because there's two additions in between <laughs> that they had time to fix some stuff. Right. You know, like spell slots. Spell slots are a great idea. Right. Um, especially cantrips. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What a savior that was. Because quite honestly... You're not a useless wizard anymore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was the balance of wizards, though, was, you know... Yeah. Only limited number of spells in second ed. At low levels, you were pretty squishy and easily to die. And any second ed player out there that's listening to this or may listen to this in the future uh, will definitely understand that you probably rolled more than one wizard <laughs> throughout <laughs> your life. Uh, yeah, for sure. You don't really have that problem in fifth ed. Wizards aren't nearly as squishy. Their hit points are pretty decent. And they cast cantrips, which are unlimited. You can cast them over and over every round. First ed, you had... First and second, you had one spell. First level wizard. Once you cast it, you were relying on your... Uh, other stuff. Uh, you were relying on... Uh, being a, maybe an elf, so you could use a bow. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's literally what you were doing. And a longsword. Yeah. yeah. So. The other thing, um, speaking of dying, uh, I think the death saving throw system's the best system they've done for it. It's harder to die. I think that's the system itself. Right. But I think the... make it, Just make a straight-up luck save, essentially. Right. To see if you die or not. Yeah. Um... I I, I really like the death the death saving throws. Yeah, yeah. Second head death was pretty permanent and pretty quick when it, when you got there. Somebody hit you for eleven points and you only had one hit point left. You were just dead. Yeah, because negative that was the yeah, old negative the, ten. You're just dead. The old standard used to be negative ten was you're dead. Now if someone hits you, you just brings you to zero. Yeah. Then you can stabilize or not stabilize and then die after three rounds. Usually, there is a rule in fifth ed though too. Um, I don't know if it's an alternate rule, but if you take equal to your hit points. Mm -hmm. and go negative oh yeah it's, that, a, it's a straight up yeah 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 if you had say 20 hit points murder. and you take 40 you're just dead yeah you're just dead. because you go negative 20 you're just dead yeah which i i like that they kept a that. little bit of that yep um some of the other things i miss i miss i miss and i don't miss the insta death stuff oh yeah i mean it, it, if you want to gritty your game just make your green dragon save or die <laughs> like yeah I mean, that's how it used to be. It was <coughs> breathing the chlorine gas from, right. the, from the dragons. Um, I do miss that about dragons in first edition, second, first edition specifically. Right. When a dragon breathed its breath weapon, it did its hit points. Right. Its full hit points and damage. Right. Which, having a static amount of damage is pretty scary. Yeah. When you're fighting an 88 hit point dragon and that's, it can just breathe yeah. for 88 damage. Everything was a little more. It was a little rough around the edges for sure, mm -hmm. but I think after years of playing, or even I don't know how many years you've been playing that specific edition, but I know after years of playing, you just adapt and find ways to avoid confrontation in a lot of mm -hmm. cases like that. You see a dragon, you don't just charge into it. Yeah. Fifth edge, you just charge into it because you know there's a fighting chance you're going to win yeah. if you have a big enough group. Second ed, first ed, whatever it was, you 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 definitely weighed the odds. Because you know that he comes down, he breath weapons you, like you said, a green dragon uses chlorine gas, and you just all die, like or acid, and you just all melt, like pretty simple. That's the other thing too. Um, I guess this is kind of another subject that's a, a bigger subject to talk about, but talking about fighting, the action economy of the different systems. Right, right. Because um, fifth, 
feels like everybody kind of gets to do something similar. Right. However, I definitely think that fifth favors, especially around the the sixth level to eleventh level, mm-hmm. is definitely favoring martial characters for the action economy because you're getting two attacks. Right. Now, granted, you can get like fireball as a wizard um, and have a very powerful spell, um, but that's all you're doing for the turn. Right. Um, and in second edition, it was kind of similar, but I don't know. Like, I, I guess the action economies are pretty similar if you think about it. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have really. I mean, it, it, I don't, there was no bonus action actions in yeah. second ed. It was just. You basically just described it, yeah, what you could do, and yeah, you guys hashed it out. You hashed it out, and either argued about it or didn't. I mean, there was movement, so there was that, yeah. and nobody ever talks about weapon speed because that was. I I actually really liked. It's, it's a speed. very rough system to play. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's you know the dagger guy always wins for the most part. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, weapon speed is each not. It used to be roll low to get your initiative. Right. And each weapon was assigned a value daggers being like one right a halberd being like 10 yep and that's how fast the weapon was and you added that to your initiative um so it's more more likely than not that the guy with the dagger was going to be able to shiv you before you could hit him with the halberd he might even be able to shiv you once or twice before you even swing with your halberd yeah it, it, it a lot of people did away with it just because it 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 made a lot of at least in our groups that I played it just made everybody play a certain type of character and stayed most people stayed away from pole arms and great weapons and sword and shield and heavy armor because it was just like a, a rogue wearing a loincloth and two daggers and darts would just go up and just yeah, annihilate darts. you yeah the old darts and they'd throw like six darts and you'd be like oh I'm gonna pull my shield out well you're already dead so it's having a nice day yeah, bud the old darts issue yeah that that that's one of my <laughs> It's talking about bad action economy, the the discrepancy between how many arrows you could shoot because you could, cause you could shoot two arrows right at level one. Yep. In second edition. <clears throat> yep. I I liked I actually liked the they had a there was a little table and you could where you could specialize or not even even if you didn't specialize in second ed where you could as a fighter that was one of my favorite things is you could specialize in something and then you could. It leveled up with you how many attacks you got with different items. Mm-hmm. And even as a fighter, you could still throw many darts. But it was still cool to have, like, three attacks every two rounds. Yep. Which, you know, fifth ed, you can do that. You just, yeah, it's just a little more, a little more stuff, a little more involved, I guess. Yeah, and, it's oh. not necessarily a bad thing. Action economy, something that really sucks in fifth ed. And this is, I'm sorry, but it's just true. Dual wielding. Yes. In fifth edition, it... Just sucks. Yes. Um, the the idea that you're going to fight with two weapons in 5th edition, you're going to take a feat that just gives you bonus damage. Right. doesn't even give you like an extra attack. No, quote yeah, right. Back in 1st and 2nd edition, if you had two weapons, you yeah, swung you two swung times. twice, yep. You know, it it's was... Just how, yeah, just how it was. Yeah, You I, took negatives. There might have been negatives on the offhand, if I recall correctly, but... Yeah. No, for sure. The Ash economy... I don't know, again, though, it goes back down to, was it easier to learn 5th Ed than it was 2nd? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's. I think it was, personally. 5th Ed, like, I don't... Like, in 2nd Ed, I memorize page numbers and stuff because you, yeah, you had to reference them yeah. all the time. Yeah. 
I couldn't tell you what page anything was on in fifth ed. Yeah. I still remember what pages like saving throws are. Right. On. It's like sixty-eight and yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in that I think in that version I think the other players' handbook the the other one of the other editions the advanced one the blue edition I think had well, like hundred and something was hundred and four hundred and three was an important page and it just yeah it was just pages were more important and you had to go reference them all the time. Fifth Ed, you don't have to reference any of that. It's pretty generic across the board. Yeah. So everything's difficulty checks and stuff. Which I don't know if I like or not, but I guess it standardizes things and makes it easier. Well, it used to be to make an ability check in second edition. You rolled versus your stat. Right. And you want it to be below your stat with yep. certain negatives on the set. It was pretty convoluted. It was a lot like FACO where it's yeah. like <laughs> Thaco. you, you kind of need a, a little bit of a math degree to figure yeah. out what you're doing. <clears throat> For sure. But uh, it, it was always based upon your stat. And I guess in 5th edition, they just took everything and inverted it. Right. You know, they turned everything into a bonus. Yeah, yeah they just, just standardized it and made it yeah. simple all the way across the board. Everything's always a plus. There's not very many backwards ways of thinking in 5th no. ed. So I can appreciate that for sure. There's enough stuff in 5th ed that reminds me of 2nd ed and even maybe even what people say about third and three point five and fourth. Yeah. I don't I, I never played three point five and four. So uh, I don't I have a lot to say about that stuff. I played a lot of fourth. My favorite thing about <laughs> fourth was skills. I think they did skills really well. Okay. That's like what fifth edition skills are based off of. Okay. Was the skill list from uh, fourth edition. Okay. And it was basically just a flat D C to meet this and that. Okay. Um, whereas in three five it was different skill ranks yep. and it got really really convoluted right um, they try, yeah they tried to upgrade whatever second was doing and just make it more complicated ex exactly um fourth edition <coughs> simplified skills and fourth edition actually had one of the best um they had skill challenges they were called okay and it was an extended system uh for using multiple skills to achieve a task so you want to talk about like downtime activities fourth edition had really good um skill challenge system right um you can actually do like initiative orders and do like a skill combat right. um you know like a parkour or um, a chase scene or something okay. like that um it was very conducive to hmm. um an extended use of skills I, yeah why well, didn't i wonder why they didn't bring any of that over to fifth they kind of did um yeah. like the, for the chase rules oh yeah yeah that's um, if you play if you play in the module mad made you or Dragon, Dragon Heist. Heist. Yeah. yeah, you have chase sequences you yep. have to play. Yep. That was pretty cool. I appreciated and that. that. That was based off of the skill challenges from 4th okay. edition, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I have no idea. That's pretty cool. Um, I know they just tried to wipe out... I'm not trying to rip on Wizards here, but they did try to wipe out the whole history of anything before 5th. Which is sad, because I think if you want to play a role-playing system, that's fine, but it's good to know the history to where it comes from, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, of course, no that's just because I just started from. there, you yeah. know. And now that they're trying to wipe out the histories and just write out new histories, but now they're adding Spelljammer and Dragonlance and you know astral travel and stuff like that. So the other thing I think they took out of three five that I liked was the ability to specialize within your class. Right, you know, like you could play an assassin, but they didn't go all the way in with prestiges and all this right. other stuff. They kept it, like you said, pretty simple. Right. Keep it easy to learn. 
but they they do give you the option um where in second edition you could only really make a different fighter right by buying different weapons and different non-weapon proficiencies right yeah no fighters were just straight up fighters there was no real change i mean if you wanted to be something different you really had to go outside the boundaries and dual class multi-class that was really the only way of being a different fighter yeah and it was basically again more convoluted yeah it was generic but convoluted right yeah you know if you really wanted to be an ultimate class you played a bard i mean that was the i mean i think bards and it's funny because bards to this day that's that's one of the big issues i have yeah fifth is speaking of bards, this kind of gets my blood boiling. Oh, here we go. Um, bards are too good in fifth. Think so? I think so. They they are full mm. casters. Yeah. A, a bard is just a charisma based cast. Like a bard is just a better sorcerer, right? Like <laughs> or a yeah, better wizard. They share a lot of spells with wizards and sorcerers. The fact that bard can get wish. Yeah. No. That. Yeah, yeah, I, that's okay. Not, now you're hitting one of my button topics with fifth ed. Is there is no differentiating really between the arcane casters? No, ninety percent of the spells transfer from one to another to another. Yeah. Like you go back to second ed, and they have complete spell lists that are completely different. And yes, some crossover like heals and basic things, tech magic, whatever. But in fifth ed, it's like the bard, the sorcerer, and the wizard. Pretty much, I mean. I think I went through and actually looked up the wizard spells between that and sorcerer, and there was maybe ten different spells that the wizard got that the sorcerer didn't get. Yeah, so the, I'm like, wow, the, that's not cool at all. Yeah, well, sorcerers—that was there were no sorcerers and no. no, there wasn't. You had wild mages. Yeah, yeah well, those were, <laughs> for lack of a better word, no pun intended, wild. Yeah, that it was not. If you told somebody you're a wild mage and. You did, like you didn't tell them before you joined the group, they were probably scoffing at you and scolding yeah. you and not being very happy because the chaos that it causes. Yeah, if you ever wanted a, a good example of how Wild Mage in Second Edition worked, uh, just play Baldur's Gate. Exactly. Uh, uh, not Imoen. Is that her name? No, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. But one of the characters in Baldur's Gate is a Wild Mage, <laughs> and that—that's another thing. This kind of goes into spellcasting mm-hmm. now. What happened to spells affecting everybody? Right. Like, if I cast Entangle, why does it not affect my allies? See, I think I think Fifth Ed failed in that aspect. There's a few spells that still do that. And I think they toned down a lot of spells. Like, and I don't really want to argue about this too much. I mean, not argue about it. or even discuss it because it's such a hot topic for me. I'll just get going. I'll be on it for hours. But they just dumbed down everything so much. And again, making it user-friendly so you didn't hurt your group. But part of being a wizard, a good wizard in any of the other editions, was paying attention to what your group was doing and knowing when to cast that lightning bolt. And not being the guy standing in the back going, I'm going to cast lightning bolt at the, the troll in front of me. Okay, yeah, you have all your players in front of you. Yeah, I'm going to cast lightning bolt. Well, in second ed, you just kill everybody. Yeah. Now in fifth ed, you're just like, it hits the troll. I, I'm playing a caster for the first time in fifth ed. Uh... I haven't messed with casters too much. I usually, for the record, DM. I don't play a whole lot. Um, and in my brain, lightning bolt. I'm like, we were in a hallway, and there was an end of the hallway. Right. And one of our players cast lightning bolt. And I'm like, 
No, don't cast lightning bolt. It's gonna stroke back. It's yeah, gonna right. bounce off the wall and hit yeah, us. That's, yeah, that's... And everyone looked at me like I was an idiot. They're like, "What are you talking <laughs> are you about?" It ta- doesn't work that way in this edition. What are you talking about? I'm like, what? no, it's gonna, stro- it's gonna, it's gonna bounce off the wall and hit us. Yeah. Well, in second edition, that was one of those weird things. Um, it just goes fireball too. Yeah. So <clears throat> it used to be fireball wasn't. I mean, it was a twenty foot radius right. cube. Blah blah blah. Yep. But the big thing was it was 33,000 cubic feet. Right. So if you cast it in a hallway, it's going to fill up the whole hallway. It doesn't matter if the hallway's 40 feet long. Right. No, it just feels, it, you just, everything's an inferno. Yeah. And there was no ability to shape a spell to protect somebody in a pocket. I think that's really cool. By the way, I don't, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think giving evocation, I like how they did specialization. Right. In this edition. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, speaking of spellcasting, um, I keep referencing things that I'm assuming uh, the <laughs> listeners have knowledge of. So, um, Well, if they don't, I'm sure we'll hear about it, and then we can just make a new video on the details. Yeah. But, yeah. No, yeah, Fifth, fifth Edge is a very... Uh, it, it, that, again, it makes it easier to play with more people. Yes. For sure. If I sat people down with second or first ed... And they go to cast lightning bolt and they kill their whole group. They're probably never going to play with me again, right? You know, whether if especially on the DM and I let it happen, you know. But fifth ed, it's just I don't know. I guess it was hard for me to under, understand how that benefited things, just because I've played the hardcore rules for so long <laughs> yeah. that my spells say, you know, power word kill just doesn't instantly kill. Well, it does, but you have to bring it down below a certain number of hit points, which is still. Or, that's what it used to be, too. Was it in second? Okay, maybe I'm thinking something else. in second first edition, power word kill was 100 hit points or less. Okay, so yeah. Maybe it was something else I was thinking. Maybe like Disintegrate or something. Yeah. Or Magic Item, like Sphere of Annihilation. Yeah. That's 60 damage. Well, you got hit by a Sphere of Annihilation in second old edition. Edition. You were just dead. Yeah. Like, there was so no... There's a Disintegration spell. Yeah, essentially, you're just gone. Even Disintegration doesn't kill you straight up anymore. It can. Well, it can kill you, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to. Where in second ed, it pretty much did kill yeah. you. You were just a little powder left on the ground. The the other thing, um, <clears throat> this is something I wish both editions would do. Actually, no. Second ed was really good with this. It was kind of an obscure thing to find. But once you found it and you read about it, it made a lot of sense. Spell research. Yep. Making your own spells. Right. Was a huge part of being a wizard. Right. Um, crafting, crafting, custom crafting your own spells. I had a, a necromancer uh, player in one of my campaigns. This was back in second edition. And one of the big things about playing a necromancer is that you don't get access to evocation spells. So you don't get fireball, magic missile, nothing like that. Right. But what he ended up doing was... <laughs> what he ended up doing was um, making versions of it for necromantic schools so like he had necromantic missile right well instead of being a first level spell it was a third level spell and that's handy and what it did was it fired you know the same as magic missile right except that it healed you for the amount oh there you go that it shot you for like i like that how cool is that That he came up with that and i'm like i didn't put any I'm like I just gave him what spell level it would be right stuff like that and the ability you know he paid his money he did his time uh it's two weeks or whatever to research it right 
and it was all good. Anyhow, necromantic missiles. I had a little quick pause there. Um, but yeah, no, the, the idea of spell creation was so integral to being a mage. Right. Just just researching was wonderful back then, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there might be some rules on that in the Dungeon Master's Guide. And maybe they might have elaborated more in, like, even Tasha's. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of research into that because none of my players are... None of my players want to go that deep into the game. Right, and that's the thing, too, is, like, if the game doesn't force you to delve that deep, are right. you going to? No. I found no. For the average player? Right. Absolutely not. Right. For a DM who likes to play? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I found that the, most of the DMs that I've played under, even in 5th Ed, are very creative on how they do things. Mm-hmm. And they they go into that them weird little off rules more than a player will, even yep. though the players have the same access to it. Yep, as everybody else does. So, <clears throat> anyhow, um, we're getting close to our thirty minute time limit here. Oh, we have a thirty minute time just, limit just for this episode. Yeah, and okay. we could do more episodes too. So, um, I hope you guys liked our talk about fifth ed and second ed and. We're going to continue the series probably. We'll get in more deep. Maybe we'll get a little more detailed on the things we're going to talk about in the future. And we kind of just bounce around a little bit just to kind of get a feel for what we want to talk about. And hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, until next time. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, yeah, next time. We'll talk to you later. Have a nice day.